0: After you ever see any client, new client, reach out to them and make sure they're happy. Be open. You wanna hear bad feedback, okay? Now I know that's not fun and I know that you might be saying, what are you talking about? You don't wanna hear bad feedback. But you do because that way you can change it and you can also demonstrate to the client that you care. So seek it out.
1: Always ask why. Your friend in the lash industry.
0: Hey, Smart Cookies. We are coming to you from the City of Roses. This is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in.
1: Hey, (laughs) Toss. What was that? I decided to sound like I was running down the hall like this. Hey, hey, Toss, I'm here. How are you? Oh, my gosh. It's scary. I'm so good. Yeah, it's kind of scary. Sorry. I don't know. I want to do the the theater, the the what do you call it, the mind where you know where met, people can imagine we're like in this giant building, and I just ran run all in, the way down and, the hall. Yeah, I don't. Know. Why? I don't know. It's it for your entertainment, yeah, my lash yeah. cookies. So sorry to waste all your time with that. So Tuss, we are here to talk about an experience that you recently had getting some beauty services. Oh yeah. Well, not getting into it yet, but we're just a little preview. I know you're like, let's get it. You know, just let people know what we're going to talk about. So, Tus had a day of beauty yesterday, our daughter's wedding's here. And so she was like, Ray, get nails, get her, well, actually, um get her lash lift because she's gonna be using a lash product what is it lace it up yeah. from lash box, LA. yeah, lash box la so anyhow she's gonna be using that for her lashes try it out see how it works and so she was really excited and things went south so we're gonna talk about that and maybe some observations and lessons that we can take from it ourselves and hopefully share with you in case you're running a business and we'll see what we can share along the way but before we have that test what do we have we
0: have announcements <laughs> For
1: announcement, announcement, amazing, announcement. and we have one announcement that's it guys you know us right now we are almost it's kind of like the pre-holiday season this is like early november for us and we're so excited because LashCon's con's coming we've got tons going on right now as you listen to this we have just another week or two before our, our 3 month payment plan turns into a 2 month payment plan so if you really want to get in now where you can spread out the payments equally cuz it's right now it's 897 for a ticket so it'll be you know like $300 at payment you want to Get on it this week, right now. Buy it that way you don't have to deal with doing two, which means you have to do it split in half. Will be four hundred something to each payment. So anyhow, that all said, that's all for sale. Go to the show notes and you can get a link there. Plus, we have all our add-ons. So if you want to take some extra classes, like build a website, lash lifting, pre-mades, all these different things, we have six classes for you to choose from. Links in the bio also. And go add on. If you already have a ticket, you can do this. You can add on an extra class for one fifty. These Classes are three hour like workshops or demos. The value is extremely high because $150 for a three-hour class is great. And by the way, some people did this last year. If you don't can't make a lash con, but you want to come on Saturday morning and just do this, at least you can come in and do this. You don't have to have a lash ticket. This is a separate ticket by itself. And it's not included with your, any of your VIP tickets, the LashCon tickets. So you need to go ahead and buy that now. If you have a loved one you want to come along. You can buy or a friend or something like that. We also have a party only ticket. It's for the evenings. And we also have our breakfast for salon owners on Saturday morning. So that's a separate thing. That's only $59. And you can hang out and connect with salon owners. So anyhow, that's everything I think. So it's October 14th, 16th. Buy your tickets soon. We have right now, we think about 1,300 people coming total. Like that's attendees, volunteers, staff. Sponsors. Sponsors, speakers, the whole shebang, about 1,300 people. And if I had my vendors and all the people that helped me make this happen, because there's a lot of contractors and vendors, it's probably another 50 to 100 people who do that. So it's really huge, guys. This is like epic. Have you been to the last conference with, you went, oh, that was cute this is not cute this is like a massive this is epic. homecoming this is epic and it's also i mean i've heard people call it the super bowl of lashes i've heard people call it last um the coachella of lashes there's so many names it's, i like it's, the last cella last cella yeah it's, it's i think it's cute so anyhow if you've been thinking or on the fence this is a, your call to you me personally reaching out saying go buy your ticket today and otherwise hopefully we'll see you in october all right let's talk about This next uh, exciting thing, which is uh, Tesla's journey in beauty.
0: Okay. So what's important is that I don't want to just be complaining. That's not the point here. That's not the point here. The point (laughs) is because I think that a lot of listeners can glean a warning tale or a cautionary tale from it
1: do not do beauty services right no that's not the right one that's we that, are mine. so
0: talented we make people feel beautiful we have a lot to offer our clients but if it's not presented in through a touch point that is welcoming is accessible if there's not systems to handle the problems that come up with the client you're giving average service and i think the people that listen to this podcast are not average they are striving to be better And I want you to learn from other people's mistakes and to remind yourself what it's like to be the customer, to be the client seeking the beauty service.
1: I think one of the biggest things that will help you, there's two things that you can work on is one, be empathetic. Think, what's it like for other people to walk in my salon right now? What's it like to walk through my door? When they first walk in and I ignore them because I'm so busy with my other client, what would that feel like if I was that person? Man, if you start thinking like that, you're going to do some serious heavy lifting and changes in your business to make it work a lot better because all of a sudden you're really beginning to understand what it's like. I mean, you, all of us see it, right? We, we walk into a store, restaurant, hotel, it doesn't matter. And it's so underwhelming that you just kind of look and go, wow, that was it. I mean, the opposite side was today. I had two guys deliver a new bed for Tessa's room. We bought, well, the treatment, the I, bed. The treatment bed, the IBS. So exciting. And yeah, super nice. It's all motorized and all that stuff. But that said, the guys came in, were so sincere and nice. Like they got both came up, shook my hands. I looked you in the looked eye. Looked me in the eye. They were usually when you see people like delivering people, not like UPS, but just like guys who bring Lift heavy, furniture. They're not the most social. The guy looked at me, and I go, how are you doing today? And I'm like, I'm doing really fine. Thank you. And he says, you know, we're here to deliver your, your thing. Where would you like me to put it? And I said, it's really big and it's very, very heavy. And he he's like, he's trying to make sure I'm prepared. I'm like, I, I bought it. So I know. <laughs> and So I'm like, it's, uh, yeah, I know where to go right here. And I tell him, and then he says, okay. And then when the other guy goes, hey, by the way, I see uh, you have a podcast set up over there. What podcast do you do?
0: Oh, so he was sweet talking you.
1: I'm like, no. There's the other guy, which, by the way, I thought was like. Sometimes you have the smart guy and the dumb guy. <laughs> no offense, but sometimes, terrible. No, no, but you do. Sometimes you have the like, one hey, guy boss. who's the captain. The other guys like, I'm just glad to be here. Okay, and, and he, but did, he kind of looked the part. But he was like, uh, what? He picked up by looking at our stuff. He saw we did podcasting. That was the first thing. And I'm like. Oh, I do a podcast with my wife. We do it about lashes. Probably not the thing you would expect. He goes, no, not really. But that's very interesting. It's, it sounds like it's a lot of fun for you. I'm like, oh yeah. It was weird. I'm like, wait, I'm talking to these two guys who are supposed to deliver furniture about what I do. Then they left and they came back. And then he was like, do you need some assistance right now to unpack? I'm saying, I don't actually, because we can't do it right now. I'll test with the client, blah, 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 blah. And then at the very end, he asked, well, by the way, if you enjoyed our service, it would be very, uh, he said it very nicely. He said, it'd be wonderful. You could give us a review. Please go to our website and da, 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 da. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is nothing that I expect. It blew me away. It would be simple, but blew me away from something so mundane. So I had a great experience today for customer service. Not so good. And, oh, let me get to the second. So being a little self-aware or empathetic. And these guys, I felt like they were. They were thinking, how would I like to be treated if I was delivering some goods? The other one is being, I think I was going to say, is self-aware. And that is just knowing when you're not doing a good job. <laughs> just realize it. I know when I'm not. I really do. I may hate it. I may try to fudge and just get by it. But be aware. Don't lie to everyone like, oh, my gosh, I just did the most amazing job. I kicked some ass with those lashes. It's okay to go, ah, I, I, I didn't sleep, and I was, I was hungry, and I was grumpy, and the dog bit me, and I was bleeding, and I somehow got through it. But it was not my best work. That's okay. Those two things are keys to— Being aware of your limitations yeah. or, your, or your— Or your situation or whatever it is, right? So anyhow, I think that's what today. What you faced yesterday. Those things were not happening when you went into this yeah, those beauty day. Not happening. Okay. So <laughs>
0: let me explain. It's always hard to find a nail person. I don't know what it is. And I think one of the reasons is because I think there's such a, I don't want to say a low bar for customer service, but
1: there's low expectations. There I is. really think I, I, mean, I've always thought nails is kind of like, in fact, no, it's not even this way. It's I've heard this a million times in the beauty world that, the people who get inspected the most, by at least in California, yeah. are nail salons yeah. because they really try to just get by with the bare minimum as far as that's safety right. and cleanliness and all that. So they get inspected all the time versus hair salons, yeah. lash salons, and so forth. Now,
0: maybe somebody's listening here and they're like, "Not my girl, and not my place." Good for you, and that's awesome. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to rain on your parade, but I think in general we all are accustomed to the service where you walk in and everyone turns to look at who came in and somebody from behind the desk says, hi, can I help you? Yeah. And it's so awkward because you're st- staying what you need in front of everybody, you know, yeah. tr- and, and they're
1: almost like approving, like, are you allowed into our, our nail club?
0: It's just, there's always built an awkwardness that you just become accustomed to. And often and-
1: it's a different culture too. So you're, you're not just doing nail culture, but there's a language barrier. Sometimes there's a culture language or a, a, a just a regular culture change where they do things differently. and Maybe you don't understand how That's they do right. things.
0: That's right. So you just kind of accept it. Right. Yeah. And you're willing to, uh, put up with a lot if the nails are good, right? Yeah. The service are, is good. Um, one of the things that I think is a drawback, and this is something that you might want to consider if this is how you run your business. I know that sometimes it's necessary. So if, if, if what I'm about to say offends you hang on there, we'll, we'll talk about it. Okay. But, when you only do texting to confirm appointments and mm-hmm. things, there is some limits with that. Yes. So the saga of me trying to get a nail appointment is difficult. So when I book the appointment, usually it's online through texting the person because they don't pick up the phone because yeah. it's one person
1: and they're like, and I guess they don't have online booking either. Yeah,
0: I get it. When I first started doing lashes, this is exactly what I did too. I couldn't, mm-hmm. wanted people to go straight to the text. I didn't want to deal with people because it seemed like it was so much easier for me yeah. to do it this way. And I was hoping to get my nails done and I had booked an appointment and I had confirmed it and they had texted me back during this period and I didn't respond right back. So when I went for my appointment, they're like, oh, we didn't hear back from you. So we canceled
1: it. And this is not just this, this no, week. This, this, this is, is, is a, like I'm
0: prepping you for the story. I'm, I'm preparing you. <laughs> this, okay? is setup, so this is why I, yeah. I wigged out. OK, so. I explained to her, I said, listen, I understand that you needed to hear back from me and you didn't. However, from my point of view, from the client's point of view, I had confirmed it. I had reached out. If you follow the thread, I was very committed to coming to this appointment. I don't want to bore you with all the details, but I had expressed that I was confirmed. And I said, what you might want to consider doing just so that you don't have this unfortunate situation again, is that you call somebody just to confirm and that you leave a message or if it's that important to you give the person a chance to respond back and then even if you're not sure err on the side of happen if the client came in and you've double booked
1: we would do that with our Slun if someone booked and then confirmed and for some reason our front desk messed up once in a while it didn't it rarely happened this was maybe a couple times a year where the, there was this, obviously some miscommunication and we look at the text And we look at the – and we sent email, text, and we would call all the three things if we had to to confirm someone. And if there was, like, confusion or someone didn't check something correctly, we wouldn't delete the appointment. No,
0: we'd honor it. We would
1: honor it knowing that it was probably not coming in because we didn't do our due diligence. But what's the worst
0: part that can happen? The worst thing that can happen is the client walks in, you know? But I understand. I mean, sometimes the margins are so – Small, and you really need they, you need you know, they really you need to. So, I understand yeah. that there might be different pressures, but we're talking about customer service here. So, because that happened a while ago, and I wanted to make sure our daughter is getting married, and I wanted to make sure I had good nails for the wedding. So, three weeks before, I made this appointment for the nails, and I'm confirming it several times because I'm afraid of yeah. this. And so I go yesterday to get my nails done and I walk in and I'm so excited because I know <laughs> that I have an appointment.
1: Yes, because you've confirmed it I've multiple confirmed times. And they look at me
0: and they're like, it's the same situation. It's like, what, what, where's the message? But I'm like, okay, I'm like, you guys. <laughs> My daughter's getting married this weekend, and I don't have any other time except for this one. And I confirmed this, and they're just like, I'm so sorry. We don't know. Sorry, I'll give you 10% off. I'm like, you don't understand.
1: 10% doesn't fix the
0: problem. You don't understand. And I already have a credit for 10% off at this place because. Wow, you, so now you get 20%. No, I don't think it works like that. It, <laughs> it's like, I don't care. I don't want a discount. I will pay more if I just need my nails done, right? And now I'm thinking, oh my gosh. And what they did
1: is they had booked it for the next, today. They had booked it, yeah. Yeah, they, they put in the wrong date in their books. Yes.
0: So the problem is this poor gal, she's one gal in the entire salon and she's taking care of somebody and there's somebody waiting. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I said, listen, this is not your fault. And I said to the client, I'm so sorry to interrupt your service. I said, I know that you're doing the best you can and I'm really sorry that this is on your shoulders right now. I said, I'm so frustrated about the situation because, as you can see from my thread, this is a confirmed appointment. So, anyway, I talked to the manager. We worked it out. I've got another Let's appointment. Squeezed her in, in tomorrow. Okay. So, I called the manager and I was talking to him. I said, listen, this has happened. This kind of situation has, has happened before. It's a communication error. And I said, I've been in the beauty business for many years. In fact, I'm a neighbor and a former salon owner, and I want to be friends. In fact, I expressed that in the text message. Because there's some things that the owner could know and do that would go far for her clients. And I said, I want to be friends. And she never responded back I said, listen, I'm a big girl. She might have a lot going on. My heart's not broken. But I wanted to put it out there that I'm trying to offer what I can to make things better. But I'm also frustrated as a customer. And I don't want, I said, you guys do the best nails in town, but it's very hard for me to refer people because they will report back to me, oh, I had to wait 30 minutes, that kind of thing. So maybe it's not important to you, but I'm just frustrated as from a customer standpoint. So we'll see how it goes. But the point I want to make with that is that in terms of um, text messaging, and that's the only way that you can reach people, you have to understand that I think it's a limit for people. You can oftentimes lose business because people want to, you know, when they call, they want to be serviced right away. and that's part of the interfacing with your business. That's part of your reputation.
1: But how are people supposed to do that with they're with clients?
0: That's the part. It's like somebody's uh, text messaging and they're with a client. So it's, they're interrupted from giving the service. And the, so the person that's reaching out gets a short end of the attention and things get missed. Dates get missed. That's what happened here when date got missed and there was assumptions made. But the mistakes happen, right? But- If there's not a system around it, I would suggest if you are a solo practitioner, you may be doing everything you can just to keep the doors open. But you might want to consider the cost of having a virtual receptionist that can handle those calls and respond to people the way that you- In a timely
1: manner. Yeah.
0: And make sure that the appointments are confirmed correctly.
1: I was going to say this. There's a few things that because if you're just texting and you're relying, and I see some people posting like, Hey, my openings are up now. Now you can book. And I'm always confused by that because I'm like, wait, why are you telling people now to book? You should be pre-booking every client. Every client before they walk out that door should have the next appointment in your schedule. You should never be saying, well, I'll, you know, just go online and book or worse. You know, wait till I tell you, you can, and then go on on the book. That is a horrible system. You want to have everyone pre-booked at least one or maybe even two months. I wouldn't do too many more. We do a test two to three months because some of her clients are, I have to lock them in early because there's, I know their limits. So those people I allow to go three months and everyone else I put who I know are more flexible. I put two months. And I think the big thing here is to get those booked right away. As soon as you're done with the appointment, you don't even ask them. You'll say, would you like to pre-book? Cause they'll go, no, nah, it's okay. I'll take care of it later. You say, look, um, I want to get you back in four weeks I can get you on Tuesday at this time or Wednesday at this time. And then they'll go, oh, that's not good for me. So let me give you two other times. How about Monday at this time, Friday at this time? They go, oh yeah, that works. And you just make that part of the checkout. So that way you're never booking clients. You only need a phone. You're really going to basically, hopefully my next thing here outside of pre-booking and doing whatever is that you may have some sort of confirmation system that's automated. So almost all software now, almost all booking software that I'm aware of has some texting or email or both systems where you can set them up and then for us people get an email four days out then they get a text um three days out and then i personally text them three two days out actually i'll take it back we i took off the automatic texting so we have four days out email two days out i do a text myself that i send personally so we don't see that by a client so i just do it and then I have it, but I do have a template that I just paste and cut and paste and put in. And then one day I'll, I'll actually call them if they don't confirm. And you can get your software to do all the, at least the first two the texting and the email automatically. So you don't have to worry about, they're gonna get those things. And probably 80, 90% of your clients will confirm through that if that's what you set them for. So that way, again, they're not texting you because they're just getting their, their confirmations. They hit confirm and they're locked in. And that way you're no longer being needed on the phone for booking. You're not being on the phone for confirming everything is automated or done as a pre-book. I think you do those two things and you're going to get a lot more control over your booking and you're not going to have this, which obviously this nail salon, what they rely on is purely text, nothing online I and, think, and yeah. no pre-book either.
0: And there's no relationship with the the people that you're booking with. Yes, they're polite. Like, oh, sorry, you don't have anything that they're, they're polite, but. Oh, goodness. It's just, I want to have more a relationship with this place. And you finally, <laughs> you finally get to those places where you're like, oh, I guess they're really not that into me, right? And I feel like a beggar, like, will you please do my nails? You know, it's like, uh, you got to have some self-dignity. They obviously don't care. Yeah. They obviously don't care about me. So the other thing uh, that I wanted to say is that the kind of people that you want to attract are dependable. And they depend on their, their appointments. So if you put, give a little bit extra attention to making sure that people are coming in, you're going to have less frustration, I think, if you have better systems around that.
1: Yeah. And again, the big thing here is systems. And I know a lot of times that seems really overbearing and difficult. Systems are really simple. It's just making sure you're consistent with how you do things. And, and the most efficient and most caretake or loving way of your clients, right? So when the guy came in to me to drop off that stuff today, he was sincere when he reached out to me and said, How are you? And he asked. I'm sure he does that with every client. That's his part of his greeting process. He does this very engaged. So if you have a salon, you should say, This is how we always greet everyone. This is how we walk everyone in our room and take care of them. These are systems. They don't have to be complex. It's a system sounds like some machine comes in and you have an assembly line set up and everything is all robotic and it's very cold. And it's not have to be like that.
0: What I could suggest for this to alleviate this last problem was that the system would be when you confirm if you are the practitioner, beauty practitioner, and you're confirming the appointment, don't just say, got it. If the client says, I want to come in this day, you repeat it out. Oh, you want to come in Tuesday, the second at 2 PM. Right. You write it out. You confirm the whole thing and you make sure you read it to make sure that it is. So if the person, the client says, yeah, I can do that. You say, okay, we're confirming for this specifically. You have to make sure that we're, you're on the same page. I always do
1: that. Every text when I book someone, let's say someone does book through texting, it's not often, but they do once in a while. I will write back exactly the date and time that they told me, just in case they're thinking of the wrong date. And it happens once in a while. They go, wait, no, no, I didn't mean the 22nd. I meant the 21st. I'm like, okay, good to know.
0: Well, that's what happened with me. I said Tuesday the 2nd and such and such time. And it was, the, it was Wednesday yeah. the 2nd. And so then they confirmed for it, they said, got it. And I'm thinking, oh, the appointment's Tuesday. And yeah. they're thinking it's because we have different conversations in our head.
1: It didn't work out, but thankfully they got you in. And that was just the first miss. Thankfully. Of the
0: day. They, and I just wish, honestly, I really want to be friends with this person. I just want to be like, hey, can, I want to help you, you know, whatever. If you don't want to listen, fine. And this you.
1: is something Tusta has done many times with beauty professionals. She, just says, comes alongside and says, hey, I'm one of you. I'm the, same, I'm the same camp as you. I know it's like, I'm not here to be your enemy. I'm not here to cause pain and be a problem. But I do want to adv- or at least give I you know. some feedback. And sometimes they go, sure, but more times than not, they kind of look and go,
0: Listen, I'm the best client to have if, if you ever make a mistake. If you ever burn somebody, if you ever like pull their skin off, you ever yeah. cut the hair off, you shave it bald, whatever, I'm the one that you want to do that to because I'm going to handle it with grace.
1: Because you know the because pain. Because
0: I know the pain. Yeah. I have done all those things. I have burned people. I have ripped their skin off. I've ripped their eyebrows off. I've done all that, right? We've done. Yeah, well, and you've we've been had,
1: doing this for. What, and you 40? go home
0: and you cry and you cry and you cry and nobody else can yeah. understands the depth of unless you've done it yourself and you care deeply about your clients. You yeah. know, girlfriend, you know who you are. You know that that's an agony that yeah. is like you wouldn't wish on anybody, right?
1: So the the first place doesn't generally didn't take has yet to take any of your suggestions or no, encouraging they want to so be my friend. yeah they want to be your friend so they go to your second appointment because you're going to get a lash lift and this by the way really weird is in our old salon exactly
0: so it's our old, it's our old salon I, I go buy it bested all the time and i took my lashes off i'm gonna try a new product and it's right before the wedding so it's a big deal it's the lace up um lace it up they're like lash sections yeah. from lashbox la'm super excited so I took my lashes off and I'm looking at myself and as m- many of you feel like you look at like mirror and you're like oh my gosh who was that boy staring up b- back at me this sickly boy so I'm like I can't stand it I'm gonna get a lash lift so I looked online and you know I, l- I saw some before and after pictures and it was so convenient right in our old location and like I called black appointment. Away, and I'm so, like yeah. yes this is it and I've seen so many of you guys like at lashcon and the trainers for Alibana and my Some lamination really and Borbaletta. They've done wonderful lamination, wonderful lash lifts. And I'm like, that's what I'm going to get. This is going to be great. And then my, my lashes are going to be so easy to put on, my, my laced up lashes. So I booked an appointment. I went in and the gal was great. She had a great personality. And what was really special about her was that we really hit it off on a personal level, on a really deep personal level, instantly. I took an affinity towards her. But in terms of the service, it was definitely lacking. Now, we've all been at this place where we are learning a craft or we haven't done it all that much. And... There's a difference between like a ballerina who can dance effortlessly and it looks great. And there's somebody who's putting on ballet shoes and clomping around the stage because they maybe know some of the basic moves, but they don't have mastered the finesse of it. And that's what it was like getting the service. So the product, the cleanser is going into my eye. The hands are very heavy handed. I'm feeling the product, the ammonia thioglycolate in my eye. I know what it feels like. So I'm communicating, oh, can you wipe it up a little bit here? and we're talking and we're having a great conversation. And I look at my service when I'm done. And the problem about this room that we were in is that the lighting is not so good. And there's a cute little chandelier, but we always had lit up LED lights so that you could see because one of the complaints was that when people would look at their lashes in the mirror, they couldn't see them for a while because the shadow was there. So the shadow was on my face. I couldn't really see. And I'm not one of those people that's like picking through the work I'm usually trustworthy that it's going to be
1: amazing. Right. Yeah. So no, when I first saw you, I didn't even notice you had anything done. I looked at your eyes and your lashes were all straight. <laughs> he looked the same. I'm like, I'm glad we paid all that money. He didn't say
0: anything, but I go straight to my appointment because I've got a client waiting for me and I start doing her lashes and I'm like, what is going on with my eyes? It's like burning really bad. It's like, there, it feels like there's rocks in them. I'm like, what the hell? So I start putting eye drops in my eyes, like rewetting drops, because they're right handy on my station. And it's getting worse. And i like, what the F is going on? So I look in my mirror and there's product. There's like either the residual the, something. The neutralizing conditioner. It's all in my lashes. And it was like getting out when I kept putting the drops in. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. So I take it out. And then my eye is like inflamed. It's like shrinking and burning and itching all at the same time. And I know exactly what's happening. It's just a little bit of a chemical burn from the product. I know exactly what to do with it. I have an ophthalmologist on speed dial. I know exactly what to do. But I'm thinking, should I talk to this gal about it? I had a really great experience with her. And I'm thinking, I really want her to grow because I know what it's like. The very first time that I let somebody leave with red eyes and they're thinking that they're blind. And then it just made my life miserable because I was so worried about them and I'm paying for the doctor. And I'm like, what's going on? So I wanted to help her. So I reached out to her and I reached out to her personally, not to the salon, because she gave me her card. And I said, listen, this is what's happening. I know exactly what to do. I don't want you to freak out because I know that you care about your job and I know that you care about your clients and you are probably worried. I'm going to be fine. But my lashes are straight. There was product still in the lashes. My eye has a little bit burned, and I want to equip you so you know what to do next time. And she was lovely. I got a refund on the service.
1: And she listened to you. She did you sat listen down. To me. We were driving to go see. Oppenheimer.
0: Is it Oppenheimer or Oppenheimer? Oppenheimer.
1: I don't know. Oppenheimer. 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 Okay, we're gonna go see that. And for the first fifteen minutes, I was a little annoyed because I wanted to talk and it's all excited. And tusta sat there and basically gave her a little coaching session. And she was so open. She was wanting to engage. She listened. She asked questions. It was very sweet. And i while I'm was being kind of a jerk, I was like, man, I want this is my time. It was a good time for you to connect with her and support her and, and encourage her.
0: Yeah, I told her three different vendors that she could take classes from that would be wonderful. Yeah. I told her the problem was that she wasn't getting enough bend at the lash
1: base yeah. base, yeah,
0: whether it was the rod, the silicone mold that she was using. She might want to use one of those little silicone bands. Yeah. I gave her some resources for LashCon because we're having some vendors that are teaching that. And then I told her how to make sure that product doesn't get into the eye and to put a drop in there and to rinse with saline solution afterwards to ensure it. So it ended well. I would have loved it if, because I wanted to preserve her relationship with her boss and her standing there. So she was super responsive to it. And so, so this, there's two full, there's two things that I want to say in this message. One is that if you're a beauty professional and you go get beauty service done, you know the game. So don't ever use that position as a means to belittle or hold it over
1: somebody. Not that anybody listening would. But I'm just saying, if you're really good at your craft and you go to someone who maybe is struggling or not, just be again empathetic. Remember when you were struggling, when you're new, because I know when I go to restaurants, while I sometimes struggle with, hey, we, well, sometimes we go to a really nice restaurant, you expect good service. And if I don't, I'm not going to be nasty, but I'm at the same time disappointed and and I'm bummed. But I always remind myself, I've been a waiter. I've been a server. I know what it's like. And so know what's something might be going on. That I'm not aware of. Like maybe they got yelled at in the kitchen because the boss is mean, maybe there's something personally going on. I always remind myself these things. So I'm like, okay, just be kind. I'm still going to tip them. Well, even if it's crappy, a service. I mean, there's been a couple of times where I could tell the person was like, just a jerk. (laughs) And then maybe I pull back, but you got to like almost call me names before I'm not going to tip you. So I try to be empathetic. And I think that's what you do. And I think as all of us should be, when we go get services done, especially in our own profession, it'd be great in all things, but in our profession, we should definitely be, be empathetic. Kind.
0: But it doesn't mean that you're walking Matt either. Yeah. I mean, I looked at my lashes, my burning red eyes and my straight lashes. that had also been a little over-processed and I was like completely bummed out. I'm like, this is how people feel if I missed the ball, if I missed the mark. They have spent money on a luxury service and been disappointed by it. So we have to be super empathetic. So here's another encouragement for you. After you ever see any client, new client, reach out to them and make sure they're happy. Be open. You want to hear bad feedback, okay? Now, I know that's not fun, and I know that you might be saying, what are you talking about? You don't want to hear bad feedback. But you do because that way you can change it, and you can yeah. also demonstrate to the client that you care. So totally.
1: seek it out. No, that's totally what we always have done. And, that, and in fact, even today... I sent out an email yesterday to some people who hadn't bought tickets yet from LashCon who bought tickets last year, hoping to find out you know, what their plans were. Were they still coming? And a few, not a lot, but a few did, write, eh, LashCon wasn't really the best for me. You know what I did immediately? I wrote them an email back saying, you know what? It's obviously, we missed a mark. I really want to invite you to give me your feedback. Um, I know you might feel comfortable. I will not be defensive. I just want to hear from you. Any feedback you give me is going to help me make LashCon better for others in the future. And thankfully, almost everyone, actually, what I did find out is almost all the people I reached out to actually had bought tickets. Somehow my calculations got messed up. But the few that didn't, I was welcoming that. And that's scary. It is hard because I know maybe, I mean, I just wrote today, so I probably won't hear from them. Most of them probably won't write anything because they just feel too, people are too nice. They don't want to say anything negative. They don't want conflict. But maybe one or two will. And if they do, I hope they will know. I will listen. I will hear them and I will affirm them. Let them know that, you know what? Unless they said something like, well, Paul, your butts is really big and it's offensive. It's like, okay, that's not something I can change. But if but it's you something you could change it if you wanted I, to. <laughs> if my butt's not really that big. <laughs> I have no butt. If I, I would actually have an invisible butt. Yeah, no, but i just say <laughs> that if they say something like, Well, you know, the program like this, or I felt like the speakers were this, or I felt like it when I got there it was this. Like they show me things that are in my control, I will be like, you know what, that is a gift. That is such a gift. Like in this case, when you met with this gal and she took it this way, you're like, Well, actually, the processing, the overprocessed. And I think the rods you have were not very good, or you need to get a better system in place. And you recommended a few. And it was just really neat to hear her listen and take that well. And I assure you, she probably inside was her heart's beating. She's probably feeling emotional, getting a little upset. That's what we all feel. We when all someone, feel that, that poor it, thing. It's I get it. It's normal, I get it. But it's okay. And know what? She's going to be better for it. And I have a lot more hope for her than I do the nail shop. Oh,
0: yeah. No, she was so (laughs) humble. And so I'm like, I said, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. She's like, I talked to my boss about it. I said, it didn't go as well. I'm so proud of you that you did that because it's so hard, especially when the opportunity is presented to you to keep it secret, right? So
1: So anyhow, I think that's hopefully for those of you listening It's fun to go through these stories. In fact, we talked about doing this a little bit more where we talk about our customer service experiences and just share the good, the bad, and the ugly. Not just to bash other people, but hopefully to take lessons from those oh, things. they're
0: always filled with lessons. Yeah. I
1: mean, we love walking around doing everything and then evaluating it. We're a little weird in that way, because I think sometimes we missed enjoying the thing we're doing because No, but well, that's yeah. the
0: enjoyment for me. <laughs> I love that part.
1: Especially like, if we go to a restaurant, like, well, that was really nice the way they introduced us. Or oh, that was they took 10 minutes before they said we're, hi we're to total us. Weirdos. We're all like we're totally evaluating that we don't treat them poorly, whether they if even if we get treated poorly, we're always gonna be nice, smiles. And thankful. And I don't generally, even the food's horrible. I'm never the type of person to take this food back.
0: Although I will have to say that we had the weirdest customer service day yesterday. So we uh, go yeah. to the movie, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we go to the movie. It's at the no, Chinese theater, right? TLC. In Hollywood with all the handprints on the sidewalk outside. So it's a pretty big deal. It's, it's at
1: 10 o'clock at night. It's late. It's
0: packed. And <laughs> 20 minutes into the movie, the alarms go off like flashing lights. The sound goes off. And we're like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And somebody had triggered the fire alarm while smoking and, in smoking the in the bathroom, and so we had to evacuate. And then we got pulled back into the theater because they said it's okay now. But they started the movie.
1: We lost about eight minutes of the, of movie. the movie,
0: and people were like booing. I was like, bow! <laughs> <Tell laughs> I was like mad. I was mad. I want the full experience, and I was almost throwing a fit. I was. I said to Paul, I, said, I just want to go home. This is ridiculous. If I'm going to lose eight minutes of the movie, I'm just going to go home. He's like, really? Really? I'm like, oh, I guess I'm being unreasonable.
1: I almost got up. I almost got up. I was so close. I know. But I figured we- we're never going to get out here again. The next month is totally packed. So we will not see Oppenheimer... In Oppenheimer. Mil- Yo, now you're saying Oppenheimer. You said Oppenheimer. Oh, okay, hey, Oppenheimer. We're not going to see it on the big screen, IMAX, 70 millimeter print. We had the actual film print. Okay, so guys. I'm a nerd, okay?
0: So Paul is really into the movies, and he well, doesn't that, matter. was my career before I know, this. I know, I so, know. But anyway, so I looked at him, and I said, oh, this is really important to him. This is not a hill that I should die on. I could. I know he would go home with me and be indignant with me, but I said, I can't do that.
1: Well, we just were amazed, like, when they, this bad systems again. Like, there was no one to announce oh, yeah. what to do. We're, everyone's like, what do we do? What do we do? And no one's there. And then finally you hear this low voice, you have to go. It was You're this tiny leave. little, like, like gal, teenage gal was like, you need to exit please, the theater. And, she, and you, no one could you hear can't her. hear her. It's like a whisper in my ear. And I'm like, wait. This is your emergency system you hired her to be it? Like, there's no <laughs> speaker system. Why do you get one? There's guys back there who have booming voices who could come out there and just yell okay, it. Okay, so
0: then the movie is about to start again. She goes down to the front, and she's yeah. like, sorry for the inconvenience. And then they started at that eight-minute part where we yeah. missed. And everyone's booing. And what would have been better if they said, listen, we cannot go back and rewind the 70-millimeter film for whatever well, reason. Well, no, it's
1: the giant... A projector that is not rewind- rewindable. Yeah,
0: we're going to pick up where we lost. I'm sorry for the inconvenience. Yeah. I would have been not as big. It didn't even acknowledge that. It's yeah. just like, this is the way, this crappy experience <laughs> is what you're going to get and you're going to be happy with it.
1: Yeah. And again, systems, systems, systems. These are bad systems. Like you should always have, if something bad happens, you should have some system or ability to talk to the audience in a clear way with a PA system or a little megaphone or someone with a loud voice. Also, when you, can't deliver the full film to help us all deal with that disappointment. Say, by the way, we know that you're here to see the full film. Unfortunately, we can't rewind it because it's not a video. This is a 70 millimeter print on a giant machine that's not rewindable. So unfortunately, we're going to start right where we left off. So you're going to lose a bit. We apologize. We know that's inconvenient. Like you're just softening the blow. Yeah. These and you're recognizing
0: systems. that it's not as good for what the customer yeah. was
1: expecting. It's again, being empathetic. But none of those things right there, probably because it was run by a bunch of high schoolers because no grownups were in the house because they were all home. It's 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night. They're like, we're going home. You guys wrap it up. And the kids are like, okay, we'll we'll take care of it. And I'm (laughs) like, this is not the way to do it. You have to have someone there who knows what to do. But anyhow, so be it. That's why we need systems. And if also to be self-aware that when they're not good to change them so we gotta go we got other things but thank you guys so much i think that's it right yeah that's a wrap good? that's a wrap thank you guys so much for hanging out with us please follow us on instagram at lash and at the last conference and remember to subscribe share and review on behalf of our last puppy Tusney. i want to thank you for taking some time to listen keep on lashing and remember you're a friend in the last industry